Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers on a Wednesday morning. Got a new guest in the clubhouse, a team that we've talked about before. We're halfway through the week. We thought since we did Monday and Tuesday, we're Dodgers. We thought we'd go to the other coast. So good morning, Mark. How are you on this Wednesday morning? I'm doing good. Thank you for, for having me. You bet. Uh, Mark, you are a fan of a team. Red Sox, no, 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 no. Cubs, no, no. Who's your team again? <laughs> uh, it's the, the it, it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees. <laughs> you know, I had to start off with the Red Sox when I know you're a Yankee fan, right? <laughs> Just a little humor on a Wednesday. So, tell me how that became. How did you become a Yankee fan? So I am. So I'm not from New York. So the story isn't like you know the my dad was a Yankees fan and my grandpa's a Yankees fan or whatever. So, um, my family. I'm from. So I'm from a place, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania Dutch country in, in central Pennsylvania near near Lancaster. I don't know if anybody knows where, where that really is or anything, but um, my family are Phillies fans. Um, so I, but I became a Yankees fan because I liked watching Don Matting play. Um, and he was my favorite player when I was a, a little boy. Um, I ended up playing first base just like Don Mattingly, although by the time Matt, by the time I'm playing first base regularly, Don Mangley was was not as good as he was when he um otherwise. But uh so, so yeah, Don Mangley kind of got me to the Yankees and then um went through some very lean years with the Yankees and then uh it paid off for a bit. <laughs> 96, 98, 99, 2000, yeah, you know, and then 2009, of course it paid off. You know, it's funny that you say that because I have arguments all the time with people. There are three players that I believe belong in the Hall of Fame. Steve Garvey, um, uh, Dale Murphy, and Don Mattingly. All three of those guys I feel like belong in the Hall of Fame. But I don't know why they haven't gotten in yet. Hopefully sometime that'll rectify itself. Steve Garvey's running for Senate out here in California, so that may not rectify itself after <laughs> until the politics is out of it, but we'll see. Right. Yeah, well, I, I I'm on the Mattingly uh, train. I, I I don't want to know how far I want to get into this. I, I'm not always a big fan of Garvey for Hall of Fame, but um, I, Murphy I'm also a big fan of. So I, two out of three we agree. So it's like uh, it's it's meatloaf here, I guess. Yeah, yes. Hey, hey, at least I know the reference. Two out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> yeah, old old white men know the reference, right? <laughs> I was singing that song not too long ago. I was walking around the house singing that song, and my wife. She's heard it before, but I don't think she ever heard the words. And when it said, I want you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. Two out of three ain't bad. She stops and looks at me and she goes, that's a terrible song. <laughs> Whatever. Considering you're a Dodgers fan and probably a big Steve Garvey fan, that probably kind of fits, right? Like I've got Mattingly, I've got Murphy, two out of three ain't bad probably is. is, is... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, when I grew up, Mattingly, you know, when I was impressionable, when I was a little kid, the Dodgers won the World Series in 81. And it was still that infield before it broke up, right? Um, I was alive for 77, 78, but I was too young to remember those years. 81, 88. And then Donnie Baseball came in in about 84 with the Yankees. And he just did it right. And he just hit the wrong years because, I mean, the Yankees were so dominant in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And then when he came in, they just hit that skid, and I felt terrible for him. And, you know, he, a great manager, great player, great baseball mind. 
And so I, I, I wish that Cooperstown would come pocket calling, but I don't get to vote. So what do I know? Yeah, it, it, he seems like a guy eventually might be. He finished, what, second? I don't know, the last time he was up on a ballot last year when they elected McGriff. He, it's possible eventually he gets in. It's just going to be, will he be alive? Will I be alive? Yeah. <laughs> um, One of those kind of things. And yeah, I also sometimes wonder with those teams, like, they were still good. They just didn't win their division. In fact, they could they had better records sometimes than the, than the Western winner, um, like in 85 with the Royals. Um, so like if this if a similar playoff system were that we had to now, who knows, right? Maybe there's a World Series title in there. I'm not saying there would have been or wouldn't have been, but like they did with an expanded playoffs like today, they would have been in the playoffs for many of those years. So yeah, one of those like you know it, it, just different times, and so it, you kind of remember it differently. Yeah, um, like like the Giants didn't win a lot. I mean, in the regular season, they weren't that great in those, you know, those three titles they won, but it was the playoffs. Now we remember Buster Posey as a, as a winner. And so, you know, it's kind of about that, like uh, that, that chance you get. You know, what's funny about that too, Mark is I did. So I, I have a friend of mine who is a huge Yankee fan. Like he grew up actually in the Bronx. So like it was ride or die with the Yankees. Like if you wanted to go home and you were wearing a Mets hat, you may not make it back to the complex, right? And so um, he and I were talking one day about Buster Posey because as much as I hated it as a Dodger fan, that this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Um, and he said, Bill, go look up Thurman Munson's um, numbers. And believe it or not, Thurman Munson's and Buster Posey's are almost identical. Yet Buster's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and Thurman still isn't a Hall of Famer. Like it, to me, it kind of drives me a little bit batty because I, I feel like Thurman is is more deserving um, of it. But again, his career was cut short. Um, so, I, I mean, there's all kinds of arguments both ways, right? And it's hard to make that. Argument. But yeah, it's sometime offline, Mark, go look at go look at your uh, go look at those two stats, compare them, you know, apples to apples. And you'll find out that they're relatively relatively identical which is scary, scary, because you don't think of it like <laughs> that, so, but it yeah, is. Well, I, I, I think both belong in the Hall of Fame, so I'm not going to, um, you know. I, yeah. But then again, I, I'm a guy that like, thinks that, like, I'd rather see a lot more people at the Hall of Fame. I think it's fun to celebrate players. I'm not saying everybody, there's a line, but um, I think it's bigger sometimes than, especially for guys like post-1970. I feel like a lot of guys pre-1950 were like, there's a lot of guys in, and and it just kind of got a little bit, uh, there's many fewer players in, especially as a percentage of like how many teams there are and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, okay, so tell me about favorite players. Who, Who is your, I guess, your current favorite player and who's your favorite player all time? Obviously, we know Donnie Baseball is your favorite player all time, but who's your current favorite player? And it doesn't have to be a Yankee, but there's plenty of Yankees to talk about. So it's it's tough. There are... So yeah, my, my favorite player all time is is Don Mattingly, and you know will you know that will in some ways like I you know as much a fan of Don Mattingly as, as any other player, I thought he just looked really cool, and I love his swing, and you know I I remember the, the the day I became a Yankee fan was sort of like watching him hit a home run, and like when I was six years old, and just kind of like wow that guy looks really cool and really good, and it's like I think 1987 or something like that. Um, and uh, so he's kind of the, the my favorite player. So today, it, it bounces around a lot. 
Um, okay. I think that so maybe I don't have like a favorite player the way you know you do when you're a kid. I Aaron Judge is pretty fantastic. It's hard to kind of like love Aaron Judge, but just watching him is 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 a lot of fun because he just in some ways he sort of reminds me of like a smoother Mark McGuire. He just seems to swat at the ball and just goes a million miles and uh, just doesn't have the like quite the big burliness. But then again, he's six foot seven, so he's got his own like giantness. Um, and as as far as a uh, another one, I have kind of an attachment to Glaber Torres. Um, oh. When my son was born in 2018, um, the first game I watched with him, he's like he's like one month old, so he, he fell asleep, <laughs> and I watched a baseball game. I got to actually watch a baseball game because he fell asleep. Um, he the in that game, Glaber Torres won the won it with a a, a walk off home run. I think it was hit off Andrew Miller against the Indians. Um, although I do forget exactly what pitcher it was. Um, one of, one of their top relievers, and it's like not long after they were in the, in, in the world series. Um, so it was a really good team, but yeah, Glaber Torres won that. Since then I tried to make him Glaber Torres, my son's favorite player, but he also likes the six foot seven guy who hits a million runs. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, the, on the Yankees, it's probably those two. Um, there's a lot of guys, I mean, right now. Or like last season, I watched a lot of Reds games because it was fun watching Ellie De La Cruz just not even that he's that good. He's not good yet, but he just does things that are kind of fantastic almost every single game. And so it's fun to watch that. Yeah. Uh, usually there's a guy every couple of years that comes along that you're kind of like, oh, I got to watch this guy because he'll just, you know, he, he might want to steal two bases on the same pitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's. You know, it was hard, Mark, watching him because he came up when the Dodgers were in Cincinnati and he hit that home run that still hasn't landed yet for his first home run. And it was hard because I was watching something that I knew was going to be special and somebody that I knew was going to be special. But when it's against your team, you're like, all right, this guy, I bet somebody check his birth certificate, see if he's allowed to be, you know, like you're looking for ways to get rid of this guy. But you're also watching this thing going, this is probably one of the most special things we're going to see in years. It's You mentioned Arson Judge. I'm just kidding. You mentioned Aaron <laughs> Judge. When he won the home run derby, he was making it look easy. It was scary. It was just like he was just playing like baseball in his backyard. He was just casually swinging and the ball was going 900 feet. I mean, yeah. Now, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Um, the next time Aaron calls you, don't send him a voicemail. Take his call. Tell me he owes us a couple grand for a couple grand for breaking our bullpen, please. Okay. <laughs> like he still owes us the cash for that. We'll take cash or cash, whatever works. You know, right. I, I think it's possible the Yankees may very well have been the playoffs that he not uh run into to that. I, I don't know. Did, did you guys purposefully not pad the bottom of that bullpen? <laughs> like how it's- Aaron Judge is a guy, his problem is he can't stay healthy, but that's like one of those freak ones. There's like the oblique injuries he gets because he's a giant and it's tough. And then there's just him running into it, knocking over your bullpen and, and breaking his toe in the process. So you don't, I mean, I'm sure now you know it, but that section of the bullpen, both on the Dodgers side and on the visiting side, there's a like a, I want to say a foot of cement. Like the bullpen gate doesn't go all the way down. And I can't remember what happened, but I want to say it was 80s, early 90s, where it went all the way down to the ground. And somebody ran into it and got their cleats stuck in it and then fell over and twisted an ankle or something like that. So they added, instead of having the gate all the way down to the bottom, 
a you know a row of cement, which now has turned out to be the the bane of Aaron's career. But when you talk to him, tell him he owes us a couple grand for that. I don't care if he spent time on the IL; he owes us a couple grand for it. Well, he, he with his three hundred sixty million, he can afford it. At the same time, if the if the Dodgers can pay somebody seven hundred million, I'm sure they can. <laughs> <laughs> they can yeah. afford a couple sure. grand for it. You know who made out yeah. best in that that uh, signing was uh, was Ashley Kelly, uh, Joe Kelly's wife. I mean, the new Porsche. <laughs> hey, Shohei, reach out to me anytime, brother. I'll take a new Porsche. You hear this? I'll take a new Porsche. You just call me. I'll take care of it. You got an extra Porsche you want to give to my friend Mark here? Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so... So, Mark, tell me about ballparks. Where have you been? What professional ballparks have you been to? Professional is a little bit bigger of it. So I'm trying to think. I was thinking about this. I've been to most of the ones on the East Coast. I'm trying to think if there's a major league one. I, I don't think there's a major league one I haven't been to on the East Coast. Um, although I haven't been to the new Atlanta one, but I was at the one previously, the Olympic Stadium. Okay. Um, and, and not long after it opened, I guess. And I haven't been to the Florida because I, I haven't really been to Florida much. I haven't been... I've been to the Chicago ones. I've been to Cleveland and um, in Milwaukee and just went, oh, I just went back. Okay. Sabre this year was in Chicago. So it was, it was um, uh, where, where is it? Comiskey or New Comiskey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then uh, I haven't been to any on the West Coast to watch a game, although I had a conference that, like, in order to, like, the, the hotel looked into Petco, so I feel like I've seen Petco. <laughs> I just haven't been to there for a game because I don't I go to the East Coast yeah. that often. So most of the East Coast ones, for professional, then I've been to a number of minor league ones. The one I've been to the most would be um, the Reading Phillies, which is where I, I grew up not far from from there. So the Phillies double-A team. But one thing I've done is I I have, a, as I said, I have a five-year-old son. He can't sit through a, a full baseball game, but I don't mind going to like half of a minor league game. But I don't want to go and like leave in the fourth or fifth inning of a major league game while he's <laughs> at three when he's like three or something throwing a tantrum. So I haven't been to many major league games in the last few years. But I've been to some of those like New York Revolution and like the Lancaster, uh, the um, what do they call it, Barnstormers and Bowie Bay Sox, and so a lot of things around the East Coast for for minor league games. Um, yeah, top fan rivalry is going to be doing a lot of stuff with minor league baseball this year, um, and so I'm actually excited. I've only been to a couple minor league games. I've been to, I don't know, 15, 18 major league ballparks, but I'm excited to see how it plays out with minor league ballparks. I mean, that's, it's pretty awesome that way. So. Yeah. Minor, I, league I ballparks, minor league ballparks are like that you, they are, it's almost more relaxing. Like you, you don't, you know, you're not, they, they don't quite assault you the same way that major league parks can sometimes with like a lot of music or a lot of something to like get you pumped up or something. And you're like, I just want to watch a baseball game. It, there's sometimes it's just a little bit sleepier, but it's also kind of like relaxing and, and, and nice and like a nice way to spend a summer evening kind of thing. Um, and you care a lot less about what happens on the field. Um, and I guess unless you're there to watch your team's favorite prospect, but you know, even great players go for four. So it's a little different. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I find them, you know, they, they're nice. It's, it's, it's a nice, it's kind of like a nice baseball themed evening, if that makes sense um, for a lot of that. Yeah. I, where I live, I, you know, I can get to Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium, and Petco, depending on where, which direction I go, you know, probably 90 minutes. And that's the farthest would be Petco. And I'm Stadium, I can get to in 15, Dodger Stadium, depending on traffic, about an hour. 
Um, but there's a number of minor league ballparks. And so I've, I've been to a couple of them and you're right. It's more relaxing. A is because you're not paying $200 a ticket. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have really good seats and pay 10 bucks for the ticket. Not only that, but you're seeing players that really want it because they want to make it to the show. And so for them, it's it's like they're, you're going to see them dive for the ball. You're going to see them go first to third and stretch, the, you know, the outfielder's arm. For Major League Baseball, sometimes you don't see that, right? They've mm -hmm. already gotten there. They don't, you know, need to be that excited about it, that type of thing. I also noticed, and this is a thing that I didn't notice as much as a kid because I didn't have, but like, the coaches are almost always people that like you've actually heard of. Like, mm -hmm. so, you know, I was at a, we went to a Bowie Bay Sox game for my son's like little league, um, uh, uh, you know, T-ball league. Um, they did night at the Bowie Bay Sox, which is a, a little town outside of DC, almost to Baltimore. I think it's, a, it's, I think it's the Orioles double A. And like Delano DeShields was <coughs> one of the managers. And like, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Cause Delano DeShields is the guy I really liked as a kid. I thought he was like, like the double flap helmet. I really, uh, really liked him. Um, I, I imagine as a Dodger fan, not the biggest fan because that's the guy you traded for Pedro Martinez. Um, in the nineties weren't your, weren't your best decade, but, um, I really liked that Delano DeShields as a, as a player. So I was like, I was like excited. Cause so that's another thing you get to like, see these, like, these guys that 15, 20 years ago were stars, right? Or the Leonard Shields, I guess, 30 years ago. But um, yeah, well, and they're, most they're minor managers to, are former major league players. Yeah, they're trying to get jobs in the MLB again as coaches or managers or whatever. So they're trying to give it their all as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Good. Um, so do you have a ballpark outside of your home ballpark, which I'm going to call Yankee Stadium, being a Yankee fan? Do you have a ballpark that you like? more than the others or is it just kind of all it's baseball and it works i think there are two that stand out um first though i'd like to say that new yankee stadium is not particularly great it's it's like a giant i don't know it, i think someone's called it a, a really fancy library <laughs> like it, it doesn't have the same feel as old yankee stadium which felt a little like it was falling down but falling down in like this good way kind of the way fenway does or maybe wrigley but um, the two that stand out to me are, I think the nicest one I've been to is, is PNC the, in Pittsburgh. That's one of my favorites. Um, and I got to, I lived a few hours from, from Pittsburgh growing up. And I think during college in the summer, my brother, I sometimes would just be like, let's drive out to Pittsburgh and see a game. And of course there'd be like 2000 people there in the early aughts. Um, Cause well, it's the pirates. They only had like four good years in the last 40. So <laughs> in the last 30 years. So it, it's usually empty. So it was a really nice, you know, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, the stadium there is beautiful. Um, with a with a hat tip to to Camden Yards, which is my closest stadium now, which is also really nice. Um, the other one is the stadium that has like my my heart is in is probably the vet, which is the stadium I've been to maybe still the most. I'm not hundred percent sure, but the stadium I was in certainly the most up until I was like 25 or so um, veteran stadium in, in Philadelphia, which no longer exists, obviously. And that place is a shithole, but it's like, it's a, it's the shithole that like I, you remember, right. It's like the first one you go to. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it, it, that's one that really kind of sticks with me too. Um, even though I'm not going to, I mean, I, it caused the death of players probably. So like, I'm not saying it's great, but I have some, some good memories there um, of, of, of watching baseball games. Yeah, I got a high school buddy of mine who is from Philly, and he, you know, he, his family moved out here his freshman year of high school, and he tells me stories about the vet all the time. He's like, yeah, it wasn't awesome, but um, but there were so many 
diehard Philly people that would go to the vet and just die like you you loved it because it was the vet. I mean, it wasn't an awesome place, but you loved it because that's where your team was at. I mean, it just that's just the way it was. And so I thought, huh. Interesting way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember my the first game I went to, I was probably six or seven, and it felt like a spaceship, um, you know, in, in sometime in the mid-80s. And I remember, like, it's, I mean, you could go there and you'd have a whole section yourself, which I kind of, I mean, unless it's a really important game, I kind of like the, you know, the kind of peace and quiet you can get there. But yeah, it's, it's just sort of like where I went to baseball games up until it closed. Um, I guess I was... 22 when it closed i was at the last game before too or the last two games or something like that um so it's one of those i've got some some memories of yeah it's um i've i've been alive long enough to see the anaheim stadium kind of like veteran stadium where it was like circular and then blown out and then rebuilt again in circular it's <laughs> i i remember I, I like I've seen a lot of Anaheim Stadium renovations. I mean, because that was the closest ballpark to me growing up. And mm -hmm. I my office is actually on the same street that Anaheim Stadium is. I can walk to Anaheim Stadium in 1.3 miles. And so to me, I've probably been to five or six hundred games at Anaheim Stadium in my life. And I've seen all kinds of renovations to it. It's weird, I guess. So um speaking of ballparks, let me ask you this. Um, you have the whole month of July off, you have unlimited resources. What five ballparks would you go to that you haven't been to yet? Okay. Um, I mean, I could do it at West Coast Swing. I mean, not easily, but like that's the, those are the ones I haven't seen. So seeing like Seattle and San Francisco, uh, there's a part of me wants to stay away from Oakland. I'm not a particular fan of the whole situation there. Um, yeah. But, you know, I haven't been to either of the L.A. ballparks and haven't seen a game um, there. So I, I might end up just kind of doing doing that. Another thing would be there's probably still a bunch in the Midwest I haven't seen. I haven't seen Cincinnati um, um, and I guess some into the, the Texas stadiums, which I isn't really just the Midwest. Um, but so I probably I guess I'd take but Safeco. What do the Giants call their park now? I want to say uh, Pac or, Bell. I don't think it's that. AT&T. AT&T, okay. And then Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, and, and, and Petco. Um, uh, those, those are good. Be the... Yeah, those are good stadiums. I We're going to hit Oakland Coliseum this year because it's probably last year that the A's are there. Um, I mean, it's uh, offline. We can have a wonderful conversation about this, but it's it's sad. There's no no good way to put it, but we went in for – I'm sorry, uh, Oracle. It's not called AT&T anymore. It's called Oracle. Mm -hmm. So we went into a game at Oracle at the end of the season. And um, they were playing the Dodgers. And we flew into Oakland and then took the BART, which is the public transportation, over to the other side of the bay, which is weird because you go underneath the water and you don't even realize that that's what you're doing. Um, but you take it, you pick it up almost right by the Oakland Coliseum. And my wife was with me and she says, what's that? And I said, oh, that's where the A's play. And she goes, oh, because she's used to seeing stadiums on the outside that look very, very nice. And on the outside that look like almost like amusement parks versus a big concrete jungle that mm -hmm. that looks like at best it's a high school stadium. Although that, I guess it's possible that concrete jungle would bring back 
uh, nostalgic kind of memories for me being having gone to the vet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's yeah, as you said, very sad situation out in, in Oakland. I feel for A's fans. Um, oh, me too. Me too. Me too. Okay, final question before we wrap up. We'll talk a little bit offline, but final question. You got the 2024 year here. The season starts in a couple of weeks. How do you um how do you think the Yankees are gonna fare? And what are you looking forward to seeing in Yankees baseball in 2024? Uh well, I the Yankees should be a playoff team. So that should be one of those things that every single year they should be a playoff team. That doesn't always happen. Like last year it didn't happen. But with and they're an old team, so health is a big thing. Um, but getting Juan Soto obviously helps. Um, and it looks like they just signed Marcus Stroman, who's a decent, good pitcher, not not top of the rotation, but a good pitcher. Um, so I I would expect them to be in the playoffs. I don't know that they are the best team in the division, although it's probably Baltimore for best team in the division. The Rays are missing their best player for reasons that. I, well, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but yeah, so I think that the Yankees should be in the playoffs, uh, you know, maybe push for the division, let's say low 90s wins. I, I, the, my own view on the playoffs is, the, is that the offseason, that the playoffs are kind of a random crapshoot. And, I, you know, you get there and sooner or later you punch enough tickets and you actually win. And I realize hard to tell a Dodger fan that because they punched a lot of tickets and only won, only won the one year that it was, that it, it seemed different. Um, although I think that one perfectly counts. So, but for the the whole season, I mean, I, I am looking forward to seeing what how good Yamamoto is. I know that's not a Yankees thing. Um, almost was, but is is not. And that would be um, that should be fun. I think I sometimes like like the position of kind of sitting back and kind of like figuring out the stories of the season and kind of following like the whole kind of thing. Like I don't, I don't, I'm a Yankees fan, but I don't say watch the Yankees every single night. I often try to watch lots of different games. Um, I'm, I've always got, I always know what the Yankee score is, um, but I sometimes try to watch lots of different games. Um, so I kind of like just watching how it unfolds. Um, but if it. there's, um, so yeah, I guess I expect the Yankees to be in the playoffs. That sounds like an arrogant Yankees fan, but there's no way not to be there. I'm sure as a Dodgers fan, you expect your team to, to probably even more considering this offseason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it'll be fun watching Yamamoto and, um, and, and you know, there's some other players out there too, but well, it's and, and here in, in LA, you know, the, the Hollywood dream, so to speak, right? People are expecting us to win. You know, there's some people out there that say, gee, if we don't win seven world championships in the 10 years that that Shohei's there, it's a total bust. Uh, guys, it's really hard to win championships. I and I keep telling everybody to your point, if we go to the World Series in the first three years of this contract, great. If we win one in the first five years, great. If we win two or three in those 10 years, awesome. But outside of the Yankees in the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and outside of the Yankees in 96, 97, uh, 97 uh, 96, 98, 99, 2000, name another team that has won you know, five titles in – 10 years and it just it doesn't happen anymore especially not with playoff ways that they are now right and i you know the yankees in 2000 were pretty lucky that was not the best team in baseball that was a team that was like 88 wins or 86 wins or something um yeah i mean it, look shohei otani had 
it's entirely possible he probably won't be as good as Angel Shoyotani for very long if he is, because those are amazing years. Like, it's impossible to be that good. And they didn't. And, and they also had the guy who was the best player of baseball before on that team, and they didn't win. And I realize that there's a special incompetence to the Angels, but it, it doesn't guarantee you <laughs> anything, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think that sometimes, sometimes as fans, I think we need to sort of just, like, enjoy – the thing in front of us and you know the, the Dodgers will be good and you'll get to watch Shohei Otani especially next year do a Shohei Otani thing and that should be in some ways I don't want to say enough but you should just enjoy that because you don't know championship or bust is joyless and on a team where that's been the thing for a while even when you win sometimes you're like you finally did the thing we're supposed to do right and that's not that's not a lot of fun I'd rather just kind of I'm trying my best at least I'm talking myself into this to not get into championship or bust uh, so that that's my advice for Dodger fans you must know this by now too I do I do so so Mark as we wrap up can you please because I found you on X or Twitter uh, you have a fantastic page can you tell everybody in 30 seconds or so your X page or Twitter page and and kind of what you do there Sure. It's um, at B-Ball Hist. Um, Exploring Baseball History is this, is my name on there. Um, and I just uh, do a lot of things. Right now, it's a lot of things around the Hall of Fame. It's a great way to talk about baseball history, and I'm, I'm interested in it. So I'm, I'm a guy who thinks there's a lot of guys who should be in the Hall of Fame. So I'll you know, kind of tweeting out who those guys are and people tend to disagree with me um and then i uh and then you know i just like doing things on baseball history i've been doing some polls on who should win mvp and like you know random old years i'm in the 1920s now so stuff like that um kind of whatever catches my fancy um but it's it's more around baseball history but you know 2024 baseball sneaks in there sometimes too because you know i'm also a baseball fan so I love it. So it's at B-ball hist, exploring baseball history. The picture is a is a guy named Charlie Keller, who's kind of my like my little pet Hall of Fame um, case guy that I really really like. So I love it. I love it. Well, Mark, I you know for a Wednesday morning, I love the fact that we brought a little history. I love the fact that we went off of the West Coast onto the East Coast. So I appreciate your time with me. Um, for you, top down rivalry followers, though. On Instagram, he doesn't have a page. On X, he does. We will tag him on X. Make sure that you go follow him. And we'll make sure that we tag him in Instagram on for his X page as well. So go take a look at that. Follow him. Make comments on it. He's got great content. I found him by doing a baseball history search. And I love his, his page and what he puts up there. So, Mark, again, stick around for a second. But thank you so much for uh interviewing with me today on a wednesday and i just i love uh what you had to say and i'll we'll have a definite good time talking at some point about uh the hall of fame so right. have a great one thank you thank you for having me you bet